Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Comedian's Tea Party with Saeedes. This week I have got Paul Savage. He is a lovely guy, a very funny comedian, a very good artist. I mean, he's on a few podcasts at the minute advertising a comic book that he's released and it's very funny. He's released a few of his things on social media and very, very funny. Getting shout outs on the radio and all sorts. So go and give that a look if you like what he's all about. Which you should do, because he's a lovely man. We have a little chat at the start. You may realise, as soon, literally as soon as we get started, he lives on a boat and does talk about that a little bit. I mean, I instigate it, I believe. Well, no, <laughs> it's one of the first things he says, actually. There's also a moment where I, I mention his kids. He posted on, his, on Facebook about how he's looking after his sister's kids, just to give that bit some context when, when that comes up, just in case you think, what's he talking about? What's he bringing that up for? That is why... There's some very slight sound issues. It's not too bad, but basically, like his voice will sound distorted at points. It's just because, for some reason that I could not work out, his feed was coming through extremely loud. So I've edited it and and tweaked it, and it sounds pretty good, I think. So I think at any point, hmm, it could have been worse. So you're welcome. At one point, Paul was telling a very lovely moving story telling me about something which you will hear and I was interrupted by my cat Roisin who she's absolutely lovely I re- no she's brilliant but it permeated a moment of tension but we did also come to realize that it could very well be a good thing for serious shows so listening for that if you've ever thought about writing a serious show I've got some advice for you it's in the podcast have a listen you also talk about a thing called Benign violation which is a phrase that I've not heard before it's very good it's basically if you enjoy kids being knocked over by cats. That is benign violation, and I do. It's very funny. Oh, before you get further into this, by the way, if you're offended by swearing and, and, uh, and more swearing, there's some swearing in this, so get get over it, probably. It's a funny episode, so cr- crack on. There's also a point near the end, just as we're going into the team emergency question section, where I mentioned something very... Basically, uh, what happened was... I was talking to him and all of a sudden his forehead was the entire image. It was just, he'd moved his phone in particularly close and all I could see was his forehead. So that was funny. But that's, again, for context, when it comes up, you're going to think, what was that? That was what it was. As I so often do, I forgot to ask him for his social media links. So listen through to the end and I will tell you what they are. Also... It gives me a brand new team emergency question, which I think is very exciting. So definitely listen in for that. So until that comes up, listen through and enjoy. And I'll see you at the end with his social media links and other links and that sort of thing. Enjoy. Hello, how are you? Oh, hello. Good. There we are. Yeah, there we go. I know you were never going to, Simon, but don't buy a boat. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. My extra virgin olive oil has frozen in its jar, which is interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. How cold is it there? It's probably, well, I can see my breath in front of me. So oh, that's uh, probably cold. about just, I'm in the shadow of the flyover, so it's, it's fairly cold. 
I'm not staying on it. I'm staying at my brother's. Oh, okay. Is that do up things on it. Looking after his kids. So no, no, oh. that was my sister's kids. Oh, um, okay. No, I'm just using it as a place to stay. Well, basically, the engine broke just before Christmas. Oh, bloody hell. Long back and forth with the insurance company. Eventually, they agreed that it just needs to be taken out, put another one in. Oh. Which they've agreed to pay for, which is good. Uh, so they came yesterday and took it out. And then there's a load of sort of like sludge and oil and rust and stuff under where the engine sat that I've never been able to get to because right. fucking engine on it. So I've taken that, the opportunity to paint all that properly and prime it. So that's what I've come across to do today. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to have your little hobbies, haven't you? Absolutely. And apparently wading knee deep in gross stuff is mine. Yeah. That's nice. fun. Yeah, sounds good. Have you been doing any sort of Zoom gigs or whatnot? I've done a couple. I've got one more booked in, but I'm sort of, um, I, I was a late adopter to to going on them because I was trying <laughs> to avoid them for a while. But yeah. some of them are right. What's your um? Have you got a day job then? Yeah, I so I, I used to work in a music shop and then I was furloughed and then yeah. eventually made redundant from that and then. I, I was a full-time comedian <laughs> during the third lockdown. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I ran out of money. So uh, now I work in Screwfix. Okay. Well, that's a bit of a boom industry at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it really is. Because everyone's going, yeah, so I will fix up things. Yeah, things they, pay back, they pay back all of their furlough from the first lockdown. That's how well they did. Wow, really? Yeah. Amazing. That's good. Uh, so what's the premise of this? So I can pretend that I'm a major listener. Oh, even not. I apologise. It's just a chat. It's already started. We've we've already started recording. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> apologise. <laughs> uh, I apologise for my rudeness. There. Uh, no worries. I, I I think there's uh, only a few people who regularly listen who have asked to come on. But I'd yeah, say... I mean, I had, I did ask to come on. <laughs> just normally I do some research and like listen to a few. Yeah, but. You're missing out. It's very We're busy, good. mate. We've yeah, got... <laughs> I'm sure I am. Yes, but otherwise I'm good. Yeah, basically I was I was, I was taking that sort of little bit of downtime to try and nail a script that I've been trying to write for a sitcom. Oh, cool. And uh, and didn't didn't do it in time, so I had to get a job. Yeah, what was the uh, sitcom on? Or you is that too hush hush? No, I'm still working it. I've talked about it a couple of times. Uh, I won't go into too much detail. But it's funny that you should say don't buy a boat because I'm writing the treatment at the minute and then well, I'm rewriting it from what I wrote last year. And uh, one of the episodes now involves a boat. Uh, well, there is, to be fair, a lot of material that you can garner from doing up a canal boat. Yeah. I managed to get 20 minutes out of it for the first year that I owned it for my Edinburgh show that year. And then pre-lockdown, because I wasn't doing Edinburgh, my plan was to write it up into an hour. So like takes certain other stuff from different shows I've written right. uh, and make it a bit more boaty and take it round canal boat, sort of like little canal boat uh, communities. Just go, right, if you get 30 people in a pub, we'll do a show and it'll be specifically for people who own canal boats. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, I was actually, I was going to ask about that. Like, have you ever considered sort of touring? On the boat, and there you go. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird one because there's about three or four of us who live on uh, comedians who live on canal boats. Yeah, Me, the late great Incognito lived on a canal boat for about twenty years. Did he? Yeah, I know Cressida Wetton. Yeah, Cressida Wetton does, and Karen Bailey used to live in the same oh, really? arena as me up in Birmingham. That's when I bought the boat there. I lived there for about a year, but she doesn't move hers. Hers has stayed in the 
place since you bought it is oh, just right. like a floating whereas i've done more like and hers is all sort of like the electricity is plumbed in and the plumbing is plumbed out and <laughs> right. so it's nice so it's a, uh, a, a static was like a, a fully functional boat you know it was a place to live yeah whereas mine has been very much a project of doing it up and making it good again and going through all of the horrible diy things so i was able to generate quite a lot of material from that of just nice this yeah. is this is what happens when you slightly have a little bit of a crisis and go right i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna put on have a boat i'm gonna see what i'll do so yeah yeah been, uh, been fun though. if i ever run out of material i'll, I'll buy a boat yeah there's a thing with dara brin i think it was who said when he was starting out that he'd just if he didn't have any material he'd pay and go and do a thing right just to generate the material so he'd like okay i've got no jokes this month i'm gonna go do a skydive yeah because if nothing else i'll get five minutes out of it yeah yeah yeah. and yeah this has been a long way around of <laughs> just going like yeah if i keep doing shows about this canal boat i'll pay it off by 2025 <laughs> it's, uh... nice Oh, sorry, that was supposed to be a really in-the-future number. That yeah, was that's, supposed to be that's, that's really in the far, like, 2055, which was supposed to be, like, a funny joke in the future. I forgot that that's four years away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're living in the future, and it's weird. Yeah, because we're living yeah. in the future, but it's not really the future that we envisioned, is it? No, it's where you were like, we were promised jet cars, and we'd all be hoverboards. You'll be, you'll be going to work on the moon, and then yeah. it's like you'll be going to work, but you'll be doing it over the internet. You're like, wow, <laughs> uh, but it's still boring. It's yeah. still like you won't need to go to Hollywood to see the really great comedians. They'll be playing on your house, and you can interact with them. Cool. Yeah. What's that like? Ah, oh, it's actually quite tedious. <laughs> like <laughs> they'll be doing it on a Zoom gig. They're they're in their pajamas. You're in your pajamas. It's not that fun. Somehow, still costs twenty quid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also they sort of like forget what the term is but it was it's sort of like basically it's a boring dystopia where in because when all of the there was like the flashy like Ooh, we'll live on the moon and you'll you'll take roller skates but they'll fly and yeah. you'll and then there was sort of like it'll be grim and gritty and everyone will be horrible and you'll have a barcode in your arm yeah, yeah, yeah. we've taken the sort of like Okay, but what if we didn't have a barcode in your arm? What if you had a thing in your pocket that just constantly advertised to you based on other stuff that you've seen and listened into your conversations, but it wasn't doing it for any sinister reasons other than to sell you tea bags or... <laughs> yeah. um, you know, oh, right. I mean, it seems like a little bit of a waste with some of the, you know, we can get inside your mind and we're going to find out all your secrets. And it turns out like your biggest secret isn't of any financial value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that you like to buy oh, weird things on I'm going to be able to blackmail you. That. Like, I was thinking the other day, because I was chatting to somebody, and she was sort of like fairly new friendship. I was chatting to them. And some got onto a topic, and I was like, yeah, it was like a little bit, normally would be a little bit difficult for people. She was like, that's very brave of you to say that. And I was like, I mean, it is, because that's the thing that we don't talk about. But equally, I did stand up on it the next day. Yeah. Because I've got no filter. I'm just like, oh, a thing happened to me. I'm going to talk about it on stage. Yeah. Like, I'm working on the future Edinburgh, my sad hour. Uh, you know, the, the classic, yeah. like, sad Edinburgh, like, have a... 
dead parents. Because I basically, like, I've got a really interesting thing that happened to me. I think it's funny. I need, I've got a load of jokes around it, but it's going to take a ton of work yeah. to be, A, comfortable saying it. I did it, um, you know those, like, storytelling nights? Yeah. Where it's like, it doesn't have to be funny. But yeah, yeah. sometimes it'd be like, just, just come up, say some words, come up and say some words, and everyone actually, please don't make it material. Yeah, just do it truthfully. And I did it at one of those called Tales for Whatever in the French, and then was shaking afterwards because it's just so this is a weird thing that happened to me. Right, I'm probably going to have to tell you what it is now. Just I'm, because, I'm, yeah, uh, I am intrigued. If you don't want it on uh, a podcast, yeah. I can I can just bleep it the whole. No, no, it's uh, basically when I was a teenager. I was groomed, right. but I didn't know it at the time. And then, and sort of like had a weird feeling and was like, right, I need to, I'm going to end the sort of like weirder bit of this relationship. I'm just, and then we went back to being friends. Yeah. Because uh, he was only about three, four years older than me. Right. And then years later, I found out that he'd uh, been caught grooming someone who was 14 and had shot himself. Oh. And yeah. And so you're like, it's a like, it's a really interesting story. Yeah. But how do I turn, and like, I can definitely turn it into something, but like, like, I I wonder if I take it up to the fringe and do it as theater rather than comedy. Like a spoken word. but, But, yeah, like a spoken word thing, because like it's an interesting story. But equally, do you want to relive that every night for? Yeah, um, I mean, you just got to look for, at Richard Gad. With yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, Richard Gad and Hannah Gadsby like both did really brutal emotional shows. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Yeah, cool." It's like, but I saw Hannah Gadsby's next show, the one that's called like Douglas, ah, and I liked it so much more. Oh, yeah. It was just funny. It was just a funny show. Like she was like, "I've run out of trauma. Going <laughs> to put all the trauma in one show." Yeah. Hear some jokes about art galleries, and you're like, "Great, <laughs> lovely. I really enjoy this. Thank you." <laughs> nice. And I do wonder if, because my persona is a bit of a, you know, sort of slightly everyman, happy-go-lucky dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Is where you're going. Yeah, I wonder if like I'm putting too much on my on an audience who. Because I think it would be all right if I had a fan base. Yeah. Uh, where you go, yeah, this is, oh, you know me from TV, but also I'm being artistic now. And they would go, cool, well, we're still going to pay the £10 ticket fee because yeah. we know you and thanks for doing that. That's very brave of you. Whereas it can just be like, we don't know who you are. You've just grabbed us on the street and told us there's a comedy show and it's free. And uh, yeah, you've just, you've brought up your trauma and we, we're not sure where to go with this. Yeah. So... It's an interesting one, but luckily, it looks like all comedy's broken forever, and so there won't be a fringe in 2021. Yeah. Uh, so may- maybe having three years off to actually write the fucking thing will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mean that I can uh, sort through all of those tricky little problems. Um, I don't mind you keeping that bit in, by the way. Um, cool. Sorry to, to oh, no, no, ruin the end fine. of it. My, uh, I've, I've got a kitten recently, and she's just <gasps> run downstairs and started smashing into the microphone. <laughs> 
which is a big, big r- drama, really genuine bit of conversation there. followed by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, please, if you would like to. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's how to do it. When I do turn it into a show, is every time there is a bit of horrible trauma, bring out a kitten that I bring up. Uh, Somebody starts to just pull out a kitten. Yeah. Look, look at the kitten. Nobody's going to complain about it. that. Yeah. It's crawling on the floor with a ball of yarn. So anyway, this was my... <laughs> I mean, that does sound like a, a, a genuine sort of comedic device. Of... <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think that might be the way to do it. It's <laughs> just have a box of kittens. And just every time there's a oh, trauma, look at his face. He's wearing a fluffy bow. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's and that that'd be um actually a good one to work it out. You know how sort of like we go oh because uh, you've you've done the fringe a few times, haven't you? Yes, not officially as such, but I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always like days where it's like this is too hard a show to do on because it runs daily for three and a half weeks. Yeah, is you can have a brilliant show on a Monday because the people who are coming to see it are you know, sort of like people who go to see comedy shows on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. They're sort of a little bit more than, oh, yeah. And then you can get ones on like Friday, Saturday, where it's like there's people who are out day drinking and they've gone, yeah. we should go see a comedy show because Stag there's loads dudes. around. And they go, brilliant. C- could you go to see a different comedy show? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, the next door is doing quite a fun little piece. It's all about drinking and shagging, and you'll enjoy that. Yeah. And I am doing a piece about me being molested as a child, so yeah. probably don't don't come to that. No, like, but yeah, you, that would be a good one today. I've just been like, how was the show? And just like, only needed three kittens today. <laughs> just sort of like, how, how was it? Seven. We needed seven yeah. kittens. <laughs> just, I'm having to get more kittens. <laughs> it's just too harrowing. <laughs> You may have to get like toddlers to come and play with the kittens to sort of as a multiplier. <laughs> have you ever seen and this if you've never seen it, I will change your goddamn life. Okay. YouTube toddlers being knocked over by cats. <laughs> uh, I, I I can't say I've searched that specifically, but I have definitely seen videos of kids being knocked yeah, over yeah, by cats yeah. and it is the so, best thing uh, in the world. Well the be- beautiful thing is occasionally they'll just pop up on people's timelines. Yeah. And then somebody out there a good, decent person has basically made a compilation of a hundred of them. But it's always as well, it's like baby's first steps. <laughs> so they're in the garden, all fat-legged and wobbling, and then a cat from just out of nowhere will come out and just boop. And because it's really nice, there's a thing of, it's a little comedy theory thing called benign violation, basically. Okay. Uh, is the name of it, which is basically that on the scale of things, that basically comedy is a violation so if you've violated people's, like, you know, those big shouty, like, American-Canadian comics who are like, I'm going to fist fucker put grandma in this journey. And you're yeah, like, yeah. yes, that is a violation, but you've you've not given me the benign part that makes it fine. Uh, yeah. Whereas if Tony Law does it because he looks all beardy and like a big cartoon scarecrow, you go, that's actually really <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and you know sometimes when you see people and you're like oh it's just a bit twee like give me something real give me a bit of grit yeah Yeah. and like when it's in the sweet spot and that's what the children being knocked over uh, toddlers being knocked over by cats is perfect for that because it is a violation it's a cat hunting another animal yeah Uh, it's benign because it just it's a small child and it drops on its nap and it's really funny yeah and whereas if it was you know a bigger cat a smaller child it wouldn't be funny yeah 
uh, cats swiping the face of babies. Horrific. Uh, <laughs> just meow. But because it's just going ah, and knocking them over, it's really funny. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's see, because I, I come to I come to comedy from a, a musical background, and so sort of from writing sets and stuff, I, I know full well that you need dynamics. You know, because yes. you, you need the quiet parts to make the loud parts louder. Yes, yes. Uh, there was a quote, actually. It was written on the side of somebody's boat, but it says, you need silence, it's music's best friend. Yeah. And I think it's also comedy's best friend, you know, of the bits where I'm going to have to do a quiet bit to make the loud bit louder. Yeah. And you, the amount of, like, rough-and-tumble club comedians who then go into an arts centre... And I like, I don't know how to play this because they're not attacking me. Yeah. I'm very much, you know, I've got to make them play off the front foot so that then I can be off the back foot, but, you know, counter attacking and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's very, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting thing when you're putting together sets and stuff. So what, what, what sort of bands were you in? Were you a uh, singer songwriter or? No, yeah, I was in indie-ish, punky sort of uh, nice. the the last band that I was in was sort of indie scar was the description that we gave it nice which was sort of it's like the smiths meets the specials oh cool yeah. yeah what were they called what was that band that was the riots and uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the point where you're like what was i in a band called <laughs> yeah no it's it's a good it while ago cool. <laughs> it's about 10 years ago i think but is it on um, any of the old platforms or is it uh... uh yeah well no there's a couple of music videos on youtube and i recently did a podcast as a guest talking about i can't remember what it's called it's like quit your band or something and yeah it's basically talking about how awful bands were or whatever and uh uh, I left that band in a, a somewhat interesting <laughs> scenario. Like the yeah, the singer a... basically took loads of drugs and disappeared for like two or three weeks, and then came back and had changed his personality. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yeah. Who's that? The uh, the singer. The singer. Wow, that's um... which is a real singer oh. move to pull. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that as a bassist. No, <laughs> like I've changed my entire personality. Cool, your entire personality was just stand there. Yeah, and play. Because I used to do a lot when I was sort of a teenager in my late teens. The my mates were all in bands. Yeah, you've I've just looked away for a second <laughs> and turned back, and you've got an adorable kitten crawling all yeah. over you. See, and yeah. that was just such a lovely sight gag. If you just look away, there's a kitten. Look yeah. away, he's gone again. I, just... I was waiting for you to look back. She uh, she just ran along, and I just caught her from uh, hitting the uh, from hitting the space bar, which would have ended it all. <laughs> Yeah, no one ever tells you about this. Do a podcast, they say. Get into. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, she bit. Oh no, sure. don't she bit through my bit through, bit through my headphone cable the other day. So I'm wearing a different oh, pair wow. of headphones, and this yeah. this pair are expensive. So if she bites through these ones, I'll I'll be upset. <laughs> How long you had a kid? Two weeks. I mean, a relatively short time, I'd imagine. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two weeks. I think coming on three weeks. Oh, awesome! But, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm um, I'm really interested uh, in how many of my friends have bought pets in lockdown. Yeah, because just the amount of people who were like, "Yeah, our landlord said that we weren't allowed a dog," but on the other hand, they offered us no discount over the yeah twelve months that we've been earning no money, and there've been no help whatsoever. So we're just going to have a dog. Yeah, and they can swivel, and uh, or like we were worried that we wouldn't be able um, able to have enough time with them, and then 
you know, because it's bad if we go out to work. But then our jobs have said, basically, even when this goes back to normal, don't come in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the amount of people have just gone, yeah, I bought a cat. I want a cat. I'm having a cat. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, thankfully, I uh, I own this place with my wife. So uh, we could do whatever we Lovely. want. But, yeah. <laughs> That was a very sort of like, you were very humble about that, where you were like, I should be bragging about that. <laughs> Actually, I own this place. My wife, I've done all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been a good year. Yeah. Well, not year, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, I think we're all just, when this is all over, we're mentally compressing this down. It doesn't matter how long it'll be, to a year, in the same way that sometimes you... Like the 50s didn't end in 1959 no and the 60s didn't start in 1960 if you look at the like the clothes that people wore and the attitudes that people have like the 60s starts in about 62 and yeah. finishes in about like 71 or whatever and there's loads of things where you're like wow that's so 70s and you're like that's 1984 yeah, yeah it's yeah. just the you know the sort of like oh everything's uh, like neon and leather and yeah that's that's sort of like a short period of the 80s and so i think when people are like poor 2020 we'll just be like yes i mean that did include like 20 percent of 2021 but yeah it's fine we'll just crush it all together yeah this pandemic year and they'll be like wasn't it four years and you're like the pandemic year i'm a spreadly 33 year old like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, not having it you're not taking this off me i mean uh, 2016 ended in like 2018 somewhere so yeah <laughs> yeah was that sort of, yeah, these very weird feelings. I think it's very interesting as well when people are like, oh, I can't wait for everything to get back to normal. And you're like, there's certain bits that we should recognise, even though they were normal, were bad. Yeah. And we should change those. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I can't wait for, for everything to get back to normal. And like, just there to be a normal amount of homeless people on the streets. Yeah. Because currently there's way too many and I can't wait until there's just three or four every street. And you're like, no, like we should take, go back. Yeah. I can't wait until everything goes back to normal and the stock market keeps fucking us. You know? <laughs> no, like we should put some regulation in now while we're doing things. Yeah. It did like, especially with stuff like, which has happened with like working out of offices and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Loads of to work down. and, the you know and i think we could have green resurgence public transport resurgence yeah uh, if we play it smart and just go cool we noticed that you didn't actually need to do certain things like we didn't all need to get out of the office at uh, get into the office at 9 a.m so yeah. uh, and you didn't need to come in three days out of the week so we're just like stay at home yeah like stay at home do your work like don't go to a pret on your lunch break. Pick yourself something from the garden. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that would be uh, like so much better for everyone's mental health. And because even the people who are on a less busy train would be like, well, this is nicer for me. I've only taken about two train journeys during lockdown, but they've both been like, oh, this is quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is got a space to myself. I can, like, I'm not playing over somebody like my headphones in over somebody else's like mad <laughs> music. So. Yeah quite nice so yeah do wonder if there's a, a bunch of stuff that we can get rid of once we um yeah yeah um, it's like i moved house uh, a few years back i've been living with friends for a year we'd all moved in together and then we all moved out at the same time and there was a bunch of stuff that when it came to on moving day 
we were like, oh, I've left your thing in the hall. And they go, that's not my thing. And they turned out it was no one's. Yeah. It was like some weird. And we were like, oh, we all avoided this for a year, <laughs> all thinking the other person was an idiot for having ever. And it had just, I forget even what it was. It was like some weird canvases or something that had been like half painted. And we all assumed the other person had done it. Amazing. And then you're like, oh, no one likes it. It was rubbish. And we all hated it. And it was probably <laughs> left over from it, the previous tenants. And it had just got moved out of somebody's room on the first day. And then into one of the little storage places. And then everyone's like, oh, this is taking up loads of the storage space. <laughs> and no one owned it. It was terrible. And I think there'll be lots of that from the end of the pandemic when we all get vaccinated and go out into the sunshine. Yeah. We'll all be like, yeah, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that terrible thing? And everyone's like, shh, we're not doing that anymore. But just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we never want to do that. Who did want to do it? No, it was just there. It was yeah, just yeah, a thing that we did. Exactly. Like, yeah. Can't think of anyone specific because there's somewhere you're like, Yes, I, I mean it's always an interesting one where like because I think they're going to try and do like the congestion charge in everything inside the M25. Yeah, basically to try and force you not to have a car, and that is cool if you are able to do public transport. But I've got a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I need it quite a lot. I do gigs like when when I am not doing. Uh, when, it, when like if gigs come back, I will need a car again. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah, that would suck for me. I would, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's probably. I mean, these are the things you have to toss up about against, you know, yeah, everyone against uh, the needs of you against the needs of everyone, and probably would be easier if they just pedestrianised the entire London yeah. and just went, yeah, walk places, be nicer. Let's just we'll put some flower pots in. I was going to ask about that actually. So you have a car, like. Do you, how, how much have you moved your boat? So I have to move my boat every two weeks. But during lockdown, the Canal Trust just said, don't move it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. When I first moved to London, I lived on my brother's drive, which was like a pain in the ass because he lives southwest London. And so when I moved sort of further up the River Lee, which is the river that goes from sort of Bow up to through Tottenham and out into like, right. Essex somewhere, once you get further up past Tottenham, there are like free car parking spaces. You're like, oh, great, yeah. I can have a car and I can move things like huge bags of coal from places to my boat. And like when I was, you know, ripping out an entire room of the thing and taking, you know, huge t- tons of wood and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and go, right, I need to go to the tip with that. Or I can put it one piece at a time into a bin, which I think is not <laughs> what they want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We are like, yes, we've put these bins here for, you know, crisp packets and dog mess. And you're like, cool, there's a kitchen unit. They're not particularly <laughs> happy with that. So, so, you know, there's certain bits where you're like, oh, it is useful for me to have this. And yeah, because where are you? You're uh, Essex, aren't you? Yes, yeah, South End. Well, sort of South End, Shrewsbury, but. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, because obviously you have to have a car there, yeah. I'd imagine. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like getting in and out of London, I imagine, is doable. And then everything else isn't. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I still prefer to drive into London. It's still it's cheaper. Yeah. The train yeah, lines yeah. over this way are so expensive that it's cheaper to drive into central London. And yeah, it, which is crazy, nonsense. Uh, because, I mean, that's the thing that they, that they never do where they're like, Everyone should get out of their cars, and you're like, "Cool, if you make it cheaper and easier, yeah. need to take the tube." I will, and they're like, "Oh no! If yeah. anything, we're going to put the tube prices up because you now have to use it." And you're like, "Like, I have a bit of joined up thinking. Yeah. Like, just have 
because it was only help a, us out like it's only, like it was always supposed to be cheaper to be like a better you know more economical alternative yeah. to uh, an ecological alternative even it's like both work but then they said oh yeah well people are using that so let's just charge loads and loads of money and everyone's gone yeah. well fuck the environment let's <laughs> just... yeah well yeah it's it's just mad as well because there's certain places where you're just like so the city of london like the actual financial center they were like they did one of those studies on it and they were like yeah we should pedestrianize the entire thing it's the one it's like the best served square mile in the country for yeah. public transport and so if you walk out of your wherever you are in that little uh, square mile you can get on six different tube stations yeah. within like 350 meters you you can go anywhere from there it's really easy and they were like so yeah we should there should be and we can pedestrianize this easy there should just be no cars because there's no need for them yeah. And then loads of bankers went, yeah, but I like having a car to my office. So, and they went, well, what can we do? <laughs> like, you give it, you pay us quite a lot of money to hear your opinions. So, yeah, what are we going to do? And you're like, yeah, that was the one, that was the time that you should have, you know, taken a bit of leadership, being slightly unpopular with the banks for a bit, but they're never going to do that. No. Uh, they're going to, Force it on to um, you and me because we're not going to kick up a fuss. Yeah, that's it. We'll just uh, roll well, over. Well, if we do kick up you. a fuss, we're going to do an online petition and they're going to ignore it. Yeah, or talk about it at open mic night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I'll, I'll stick it to the system. <laughs> guys, guys, That's you hearing me now in the government? <laughs> no, no, we're not hearing you. We don't That's care. six people in Crouch End. Cheer. <laughs> Yeah, there's loads of these stuff. Like, it's why I um, stopped doing any sort of like overt activism. Yeah, it's just because the it was very it was like easier to do and less uh, is to go. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go on a march because I'll get emotionally invested and then nothing happens. And yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> you know, like four million people, which was what like. 15% of the country went on the Stop the War march in the against the Iraq war and they, it was like on the news for a week and that yeah. was it. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, for me, like 15% of the country turned up at once to say, we don't like this war and that presumably would have been a lot of people also who couldn't get on it and they were like, yeah, but what are you going to do? And everyone went, yeah, what are we going to do? It's like, it's, it's mad. It's yeah. just sort of like, we went, oh, okay, well, I mean, at least what we'll do is we'll finish that in 15 years and they were like nah probably not yeah <laughs> like, all right it's absolutely uh, insane if they they get uh, like horrible so the cynical thing to say but they are generally going to do what they're going to do and you've got to pick your little small battles and go absolutely. this is what i'm against yeah. Yes, I'm going to. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you will. You will struggle to win the war, but you you can win petty grievances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the the little small things, and they, I mean, it's yeah, it's a weird one with um, living on a boat because it is sort of an environmental thing itself. Yeah. Where you're like, I am, because one of the really interesting things was when lockdown first kicked in, they said, "Do not move any boats at all." Yeah. And the change to the river itself even though it's fully canal so it's but it's still got some flow of the river so because the engines weren't churning up the mud at the bottom the plants grew from the bottom and because the plants grew the fish started coming back and because the fish started coming back 
the water became really clear. Yeah. And so the River Lee last summer was beautiful, like oh, really pure and clear. And then like people would come, but they were like, "Oh, there's so much weeds in the water." Like you're having to, if you were going along moving your boat, you'd have to stop every hour and clear out the yeah. weeds from your propeller because it was just churning up because it was like you go oh this is what it probably would have been like yeah all the time if we just left these things alone but it's really and it's really interesting to be of these little small scale ones of going right uh okay what if i change from the way because i I know a few people have changed from chemical toilets to compost toilets okay and go right okay we are going to like store up pints of our own piss and then uh we'll go like but there's like these little community flower gardens that are like actually we'll take that all along there and it's kind of weird and little interesting sort of hippie-ish things of going yes please we will have that yeah. we'll have your kitchen waste and your vegetable trimmings if you want to help us and uh we'll grow some plants and if you want us to come on your roof you'll help the bees and you're like oh cool that's sort of like quite nice like that yeah and i think that's where my my activism is at the moment where you're like yeah i've got a couple of little plant pots on my roof and hopefully something enjoys those and, yeah but then i am still running a diesel engine because that's what the engine runs off so you're like oh yeah I feel a little bit bad about that <laughs> like, it's hard to do these little things isn't it yeah well you know make a difference where you can <laughs> yeah exactly it's got to um yeah there's so sometimes when you're like I think if they wanted to do sort of a big activism type thing, just buy all comedians electric cars. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing a lot of the miles. If you, yeah, if you want us to save the, the planet, because we're going to drive to Dundee for a slightest bit of validation. Absolutely. Like, it's 80 quid and two applause breaks. I'm happy. <laughs> like, so that's, uh, they liked me. One person said they follow me on Twitter. And, you know, like, we're just like we need to yeah, decarbonize my neediness. <laughs> just yeah. So if you want to save the planet, but like everyone should have a whip round and buy yeah. the neediest people. And by that, I don't mean the people who need it most. Yeah, I mean yeah, the yeah. People who are emotionally needy. Your comedians, your actors, your 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 small bands, and get them electric cars. And just be like. They'll we've save the world. T- we've taken so much money off, uh, so much carbon off the roads by just feeding your ego a different way. Yeah. My cat's been chewing That's my bit... hand this entire time. She's just. Oh. <laughs> She's lovely. I keep putting her down over there. It's such a funny visual image because you've got it like it's wrapped around your <laughs> yeah, hands, like both your hands. Yeah. You just sort of. Like, oh. Do you know what's going on? Oh, that, that probably won't help. <laughs> I keep trying to move her, but yeah. It's, no, either, yeah. it's either that or I let her jump all over my laptop and, and that'll... Just let it. Let it do it. Let yeah. it live. We're, we're the trouble. Yeah, um, I did just realise, by the way, because how far into this are we? I'm not sure how long we've been going. But uh, I, anyway, my point being, uh, I've not done the intro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We'll do that now. Yeah, I do. It's, it's become a thing now. I just to be, which is weird because I I do an intro at the start, like I'll, I'll record an intro sort of before this and explain yep. of what we talk about and who you are, and and then at the start of the podcast I always do an in- intro as well, but then I I don't do it at the start because I always forget, and I always do it about this point, and uh, <laughs> at one time and then clip it back to the front. Yeah, oh no, I'll leave it where it is. <laughs> one time I literally did it at the end of the podcast and then said bye. <laughs> 
Well, that's all we got time for. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, I'll, you I'll should do, it. you should like screw people over and be like, oh yeah, and we're gonna we'll just do an intro and then pick three things that they've not talked about. Just go <laughs> and we'll be t- discussing uh, Russian ballet, the how to solve the Crimean problem, and uh, the best ways of uh, so- uh, making solar panel at home. That's all we <laughs> yeah. got time for. <laughs> right. So. What, what's this called? And hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Comedian's Tea Party with Sides, with me, Sides, and this week my guest is Paul Savage. Hello. Hello. Yeah, cool. I mean, I literally, that that will stay where it is, and it will have <laughs> me explaining that I've forgotten to do it, which I do every episode. It's just a thing. Nice. Well, it's, it's like having catchphrases, isn't it? You just got to... Absolutely, yeah. My catchphrase is doing the intro about halfway through the podcast. Yeah. Are you scholar of like comedy history? To some extent, yeah. Yeah, because there's occasional things that I read of like musical, uh, music hall comedians. So yeah. like vaudeville and like, um, so these were like what eighteen hundreds into the early nineteen tens, nineteen twenties. Yeah. And they'll be like, you'll find someone on like Wikipedia who was like, Spangly Bangles was a musical entertainer, a film star of which four seconds of footage still exists. And he was most noted for his catchphrase, not without my trousers, young lady. And there'll be (laughs) nothing else about him. And like you Google him, he just comes back to that. And you're just like, oh, like this is, this is the thing that you could like in a hundred years time, they'll be like, Cy Debs was a multi-award winning thing. He was most noted for his putting of the intro really late on in his podcast. <laughs> and like, I mean, no years no concept. Like, so, so what? <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. He used to put his intro towards the end of the podcast. He did it every week. And yeah. like, <laughs> I start to think that they, they won't like my sitcom because all of the scenes are completely out of order. Yeah. The story makes no sense, yeah. I think you could probably get away with that as like a artistic choice where yeah. people would be like coming out stroking, like, oh, very Lynchian. Mm. <laughs> did, did you understand what was happening with the... I always find that with reading autobiographies where sometimes I just want to be like, I see why you've done this, where it flicks forward and backwards, but just put it in an order. Yeah. Just put it in, a, put it in one order because at the moment you're jumping back and forth all over the place and I don't know why. like. Also, it's very difficult to build tension into an autobiography. <laughs> if they're like, oh, would that little brave boy ever get up on stage? Well, I know that you do because it's an autobiography. Uh, like, yeah. He was too shy and his stage fright was crippling. Well, I know that you get up on stage eventually because I've bought the autobiography of an actor. So I'm going to assume yeah. that at some point you do. Like, I find it's a similar thing with, like, do, do you watch any of the sort of DC tv show uh, no but i'm aware of them yeah because i i'm glad they've ended is where <laughs> i'm at with them i've watched them from the start yep. and like i'm a completionist so I, I i need to watch the entire thing and i i hate it it's ter- they're so <laughs> bad but i just i've got to keep watching because i've started watching yeah one of one of my biggest gripes with it are when they do the flashbacks and like they'll end an episode on a cliffhanger during a flashback. Like, <laughs> will they make it? Of course they'll make it. We can see them later. Like, <laughs> there's no jeopardy whatsoever. Like, I'm not concerned for their safety because yeah. they're obviously fine. 
it's one of the things that you that I found really interesting about like like flashbacks and flash forwards and stuff is that when they don't do that in certain things, it's quite quite liked Game of Thrones was that a it was all basically linear, and yeah. also they didn't tell you this is the story of how I became king of the things it was just sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't know how it ends until it ends and i think that's what most people were quite annoyed about was less that the way it ended was the fact that they it didn't end the way that they'd already written it in their heads and they were yeah. like no i think they should have got like why did he do and i mean there were some little stupid choices that but it mostly made sense over the course of it and more or less the it was just like it was a few people who were just like no but i i'd invented a story in my head that i think's better <laughs> you know, like, yeah well, that's cool that's allowed but like you can't be angry at a tv show for not ending the way that you wanted it to yeah absolutely uh, yeah there was, a, there was a friend of mine who was like you shouldn't be allowed to criticise TV if, unless you're willing to pitch a better idea. And I was like, yeah, but that is the problem, is that everyone thinks they've got a better idea of yeah, the way yeah. it should be done. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. It's, we move through this as a sort of weird collective. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's very strange having like written a tiny amount where you're like, I can't imagine anything that I've written being important to fans enough to... Yeah. To where people are angry at it because I've like yeah I've got about six fans of my comedy. Like obviously I've got <laughs> enough people who like it enough to be to sell a book. To, you know, so for me to make a living. But that is yeah. just people who are fans of comedy in general and sort of me in the abstract. And then I've got yeah, six, they've seen you six, and they like comedy. Yeah, exactly. And then I've got six fans of me and they scare me. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? Why have you? Like, oh yeah, I've bought all your books. You like, I've put three out. That's terrifying. Like, I've uh, I've only just got a copy of all of my books. I had to rescue two from because <laughs> I didn't have a copy of my first two. Because uh, oh, really, I'd, I'd, yeah, like they were on a shelf at my parents' house, and then I because I was like, I'll keep those two back, and then. I got an order in and I'd sold those before I'd even realised because I sell all my oh, own books. Right. Because when I say I've got a book out, um, I've, it's printed through a legitimate publisher. But when you're at the level I'm at, I sell most of mine. After shows in Edinburgh is the big time right. I sell most of mine or at little comics fairs. Like they are, they exist in bookshops. But where I've specifically gone up to a bookshop and gone, I put six of my books in there and my mates who own bookshops there's about three of them go go on then like we're doing yeah. this because we're nice this isn't like i don't have like a big publishing contract or anything like that yeah because it's so That's difficult the... to do these things like i know um oh absolutely a friend of mine who's like he writes kids books and he's got really nice reviews for them multiple awards goes into schools occasionally and teaches like lessons on the uh, does like or an assembly or whatever and goes in and like this is how i wrote this book like you've been reading it for the last month and that's pretty cool but he's got a job as a postman because he uh that's how he actually pays the bills that's what allows him to write and it's the same with I, i know quite a few comedian friends who have got a book out but the doing comedy is the bit that makes them a living is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. um and i believe that the the metrics of it are even worse than comedy is for you know being really? a full-time author is the job of about 20 people in the uk yeah. it's not like there's a friend of mine who is a author she's called joe Ballury, 
and she writes i would describe it as chick lit but it's not shit right it's sort of right. like it's very funny quite filthy women's just sort of like what would we call women's literature but like it you know it's like a pink book and then scrolly fonts but and it's about people getting together or not getting together but it's like funny and good i've describe that terribly but she basically <laughs> makes her money she's my next every every time that it's been sold to a different country to be translated she's like yeah. great that's the mortgage paid but like you have to keep plug it like she better she's like i might just like be great if a netflix thing came in and yeah took it because otherwise i'm just going to keep having to write these books and put one out every year and yes like please, please do come and yeah because i mean it's very interesting because there's just, like apparently there's very different cultures across book things oh, right. so like iceland loves books oh really yeah so like christmas eve tradition in iceland is that you get a present on christmas eve so you have a big dinner and then you all give each other a book and then you stay up reading that book until christmas day Oh right, yeah, and so like the book sales in Iceland are ridiculous, and like yeah, the yeah. the money therefore is quite good for it. Whereas like I know authors who are like, oh yeah, uh, my book's doing really well on Amazon. It's the bestseller this month. That's great, but I get fifty p off a book, yeah, uh, off each book sold. Whereas if you actually want to buy a book off me, buy it off me because I've got a box that I got from the publisher and I make eight quid off a book. And it's yeah. mad that like that that's allowed that that's a different scale of these things. Like, have you ever had? Have you ever been in anything like? So your song's been on like TV or like you've been in a background part of a TV thing or whatever. No, nothing, nothing that's earned me money. Yeah, yeah, because I I've seen like residual checks from other people who are like, you got one pound forty three because they played your sketch on Senegalese TV or something yeah. like. <laughs> or like your thing was in and out your background role in an advert was picked up so you get another two pence <laughs> just <laughs> some really funny ones like that where they're just like honestly why why send it out <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. it just, just surely it. costs more to send out a check i remember having books for sale with somebody and then completely forgot about it and then like a year and a half ago they sent me a, uh, a thing just going Oh, I've got some money for you. And like, oh, great! And then they put three pound <laughs> forty in my account. <laughs> like, oh, honestly, mate, you could have kept that. Like, you, you could have yeah, bought, yeah. bought me a pint the next time, and I wouldn't have noticed. I'd have been like, oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it was a like it's a very odd way to make a living. But then I think everything is, isn't it? <laughs> like when you when you get down yeah. to the nitty gritty of making a living, you're like, yeah, now now weird way to. I remember me, me, me and my brother having a conversation about. It was those furry meerkats for the, the compare the market adverts, and it was yeah, like yeah. now co- you can collect the furry little stuffed meerkats. Yeah, and then you're just going. That's somebody's job. That is somebody <laughs> had to like one person pitched the word meerkat. Sounds a bit like market. Then four of the people went, yeah, it does. And then somebody had to draw a meerkat, and then somebody had to like like a little sketch of one, then somebody had to like draw one in animation software to make it look a bit like 3D. Probably a whole team of people had to do that. And yeah. then somebody had to like sat there for hours going, is that the voice? Is that the voice going, I'm a yeah, milk, yeah. I'm a milk, I'm a milk, I'm a milk. <laughs> like that was somebody's job. 
and then somebody had to be like making a roll of fake plastic fur to then yeah. cut out bits to then make imaginary like little stuffed animals for a meerkat you've seen on TV. Just going, that's fucking mad. <laughs> that's like yeah, fifty people's jobs has been part of it, creating a little meerkat doll that we set up. Yeah, because someone wanted to ensure the diatsu. <laughs> yeah, just when you think about some of those things, you go, "God, the word the world is weird." Yeah, yeah, it is odd. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm quite low energy. I uh, I've been up since ten past five. Oh, uh, why? Oh, because of work. Work. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... I I fell asleep on my lunch break. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah. I was drinking a bottle of water and just sort of realised that my eyes have been closed for about ten seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. I was. So I basically my sleep pattern is just generally I go to bed about one in the morning and get up like 10 ish and that works fine for me and then there'll be points like so my engine came out of my boat yesterday and they were like yeah. okay cool we'll come between 9 and 11 and so i was having to like set myself an alarm for seven o'clock and just be like oh this is gonna suck this is gonna yeah this is gonna really suck you're gonna because uh, you're just not used to it you're like uh and it is a sign of how cosseted my life generally is. is sort of like <laughs> having to get up at like the times that I've had to set alarms for like four or five in the morning. I've been the worst. Oh, they're in, they're in the top 10 worst things that have happened to me. And, they, um, <laughs> they, and there's people who just do it every day. Like, yeah, I get up at four and then I go to the gym for an hour. And you're like, oh, I yeah. wouldn't do that. If I'd if I was well rested and enjoying myself, so how yeah. do you put those two things together? I don't know. I've got a friend who does that for fun. Yeah, he I, just goes to the gym. He, like he wakes up, because uh, like, I I said to him the other day, like I sent, uh, I mean, a, a group message with him, and I sent a message saying like, oh yeah, I've just got off of work and saying about something. And he's like, oh gross, yeah, ugh. And I was like, but you're awake as well. And he's like, yeah, but this is just the time I'd be going to the gym. And I was like, how is that better? <laughs> like, at, at least I'm being paid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get the... Because the, I, I, I'm i now having to force myself to exercise just because my body is going. Yeah. All right, you are 37 now. You need to start. It does take, slow down. Yeah, yeah. You, just, just things where clicking and everything hurts. And you go, right, okay, this is because you've got no core strength. So you need to get yeah, yeah. some core strength. And you're like, okay, well, I'll I'll do uh, so. Just little bits of like, you know, doing some weights, doing some squats in my because they're you know small scale things that you can do quite easily. Yeah. And going, yeah, I know it's both. I know this hurts if you do it badly and you're doing it wrong. I think I'm doing it right, and then everything still just hurts. <laughs> like, what, yeah. Why is what is like? Surely exercise should benefit you. Like it it's a should, different kind of hurt. It should feel better, and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, no, you get like a runner's high from when it stops, or from like, t- like, or like, you, it feels good to exercise, and then two days later, all of your muscles are twinging and hurting because you've got yeah. lactic acid building up. And you're like, well, that just shouldn't happen. Like, if bodies yeah. were meant to exercise and feel good, surely you like two days after doing exercise, you get like a, oh, this hurts a bit, but like it's more to remind you to go and do more like or like yeah, yeah, just a, like a notification is what i want rather than yeah. a actual physical pain is it just going do a bit more exercise and you go i will do <laughs> not, yeah. not like so, well, the, oh your uh, your back has seized up because you're trying to do too much you're like i didn't try that hard 
Yeah, but that's it. Like the the more you do it, the the less it hurts. But if you do it every now and then, yeah. it's it hurts every time. Yeah, I but, think that was my problem when I used to play five aside. Was I was only playing every Saturday morning. Yeah, and that's not enough. You need to play like you yeah. do something midweek to be like, oh, it hurts. Sore. Back to back to normal. <laughs> hurts. Sore. Back to normal. And then you start building up like a tolerance and you start it. Whereas I was just, and I wasn't even playing every week because, you know, it's quite difficult if you're gigging Friday, Saturday night to be like, all right, actually, I'm in Cardiff this weekend or whatever. So I can't play five sides. And then you just sort of like, I'm playing twice every month and doing no good to myself. You just go, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not getting fitter. I'm not getting better. I'm, it just hurts. <laughs> But that is the thing yeah, actually, I, what I, I want to get back into is is just playing it just because I'm rubbish at like running because I get bored. I get, yeah. and then I, start, I really like it. You really like it, or you? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But like, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm running on board. It hurts. I want to stop. I'll stop. Whereas if I'm chasing a ball, I can just keep going for yeah. much longer because it's keeping my attention better. Or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that just it's just an easier thing to do where you're like, yeah, I can push through that. All oh, right. Well, someone's whistled for it. Oh, okay, cool. So we'll, we've got five more minutes to, till the whistle goes, okay, cool. I'll run the last five minutes of that hard. Whereas yeah. if you're just like, this is open-ended, you could go as long as you want. You're like, well, then I'll stop because this, <laughs> but I'm always impressed by people who can run on a treadmill just Oh, that yeah. is the worst. Yeah. I'm... At least running outside, I get to see sort of interesting bits of scenery. and Yeah, and have fresh uh, air in your you lungs. Know. Like, Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah I also vaguely know that you're going to be, oh, right, cool. I am four streets away from home. I, yeah. you know, can go and do, I could go do a little extra loop of like those three streets or whatever, or take yeah, you around yeah, the yeah. park one more time to, to just give me a bit more. Oh, I fancy a bit longer today. I don't, you know. You can give yourself a little bit of that option. Whereas if you're just like, I'm on a treadmill, I could do an extra kilometre. Don't want to. Yeah. I'm going to stop. And that's, yeah. my. It's not going to be any more interesting. That's my uh, problems with exercise. Yeah. I was running, what was it, last summer, I think. And it is a, like a sort of a grassy area near a housing estate. And I was running along and I heard a little rustling next to me. I turned around. I was running with a rabbit. It's delightful. That's what you want. To be like a little Disney yeah. princess. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you get that on a treadmill, something's gone wrong. <laughs> you need to take your treadmill out of pets at home because yeah, yeah. you're not welcome. Have you taken the kitten near the treadmill yet? <laughs> Have you? Oh, no. I think she'd try and get on it and probably catapult herself into the wall. Yeah, dangerous. But that does Which, seem like. Quite if a lot. I film it, it's funny. If I don't, it's really sad. Yeah. There's a thing on uh, the internet of people, <laughs> dancing, of, of people dancing with their dogs. Have you ever okay. like, and it's now no. a proper like sport in their thing where they're like they get points for artistic interpretation and like really where they're like yes I dance and then the dog also goes through my legs and we go around and then like I make a big flourish with my arm but he comes up and like high fives or whatever and there's a thing on Netflix which is I get what it's called but there's basically american serious documentary voiceover and the style of it 
yeah. they, you know, like like the Last Dance or whatever, and you know those sports documentaries was like he was down six points going into the final thirty seconds. They needed something big, and then like whoa, as but it uses all the music and the tiles of that, but for things like Dancing with a Dog and that thing where you, they roll the cheese <laughs> down a hill in uh, Gloucestershire, um, oh, yeah. and so they've got like people uh, competitors in those things like who take it seriously being taken seriously on this and it's so funny because everyone's taking it seriously i'm trying to remember what it's called but it's really good yeah one about the uh, about the russian dog dancing team and they're like there's a woman who's just like got a studio in her backyard that's of like (laughs) ribbons and trophies from previous dog dancing competitions she's like yeah the problem is i just don't like to dance Oh, she's just like wow you're taking this seriously and that's it's very sweet but it is also very funny that's amazing right i'll tell you what that that's inspired me to ask a question so i've got some in more of an homage to richard why is that so close to your forehead i'm oh, sorry i was uh i noticed i got a little <laughs> nail type thing and i moved, uh, I moved to uh just Slightly at the little edge of my nail, and then I moved my phone right to it. So that was <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, it's a serious question. These, are the, these are the things that you have to remember when on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've got some questions, oh. which are my team emergency questions. Excellent. Uh, can I just tell you one quick little story about doing that the other day? So I did a Zoom gig, and my friend uh, was like, oh, cool, I'll watch it. And But it was four of us in um, like a square doing jokes one at a time. And she was like, really interesting to watch you do that because obviously you're all like laughing at each other's jokes and then just the disdain that went across your face on some of the other's jokes. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Obviously, I have to not do that with my face. Go, God, I can't believe you did that. (laughs) It's all right when you're at a gig. Yeah. Sat in the dark at the back. Exactly, that's it. When you're running your own gig, you can be at the mic. Or just be like, come on, man, that's that's hacking old. Is you don't yeah. want to be doing that for have you ever had a promoter be in the room like doing that, those sort of fake like no whilst you're on stage? Yeah. It's, One of my well, my story of what is probably my worst gig. And I say probably because there's uh, you know Because someone like, will come out of the woodwork and go, Do you not think that one was? And you're like, Oh, that <laughs> <yeah>. was awful. <laughs> But there was one, and it was down the road from where I live, which is one of the worst things about it, but yep. it, was, it was horrible. And the guy had forgotten to advertise that there was comedy on. Yeah, always and, a good start. Yeah. So he just, he turned the football off to get his skinhead mates out of the bar into the back room to come and watch a comedy. So they're already angry, like they're all pissed as yep. well. And yeah, none of them want to be there. And then what they don't want is a, a mid thirty something guy just coming up and talking about kids stories and I don't know like cats and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was sort of bad enough because uh, at one point a skinhead guy uh, came and took the microphone from me and then started wow. singing Firestarter and I said <laughs> fair enough and I went and sat down because that was me done I'm not, like I'm not I'm not continuing with this but at one point i looked up and realized that the it well, was the landlord he wasn't the promoter the promoter was wasn't involved um, <laughs> the the landlord was sat in the just like two rows away just going oh with his head <laughs> literally in his hands 
just shaking his head into his hands. And I was yeah. like, that's... Yeah, that's not, that's not great, sign. <laughs> yeah. They're, they, they're not interested in my whimsy. <laughs> I would say so. That is a, that is a miss booking. <laughs> <That is. laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It, yeah. He's local. He'll get it. No, no, no. There's always a, th- a thing where it's like, I don't care what time we have been booked for. I don't care how much money. If there is football on and people are enjoying the football, we'll wait until the yeah. football's over. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like if you want me to do five minutes instead of twenty, cool. Don't turn it off at the seventy-fifth minute. I will do. Yeah. <laughs> I wait. I like, I remember one of the worst gigs I ever did was a fella called. It was a pub called the Kerrygold, which was a weird little pub in really rough area of Birmingham, and it was one of right. those like flat roof pubs. It was called the Kerrygold because it was an Irish pub, but it was also an Indian restaurant at the same time. Right. Amazing. Uh, yeah. That sounds and, perfect. Uh, they had a gong show. Worst idea. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, it was a group of promoters who were just sort of like, they'd basically take any gig. And this was the bottom floor for getting into their nicer gigs uh or at least the ones the that paid was sort of like you've got to do this one first like everyone had yeah, to do yeah. it and so we're waiting for it to start there's champions league football on it's the 85th minute one of the uh, i think it was man united playing and they went a goal down and it mattered in that match and they were like oh right if they get a draw they can still go through okay so there's a bit of interest there and the promoter went round and uh, turned off all the tvs just like Comedy's on in a minute. Oh. <laughs> Everyone was just sort of like, the people who really wanted to watch went off, were just like, right, I'll go home. And then the people who were interested, in, who would have been interested in comedy, were fucked off by this, but also stayed to be horrible, right? And then a few months yeah. later, this pub burnt down. Right? <laughs> a, I imagine it's a direct result. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a whole thing. Like, like It was a quite a big news story at the time of whether it was like, it was either an insurance job on the inside of this uh, company doing the insurance job, or like it was a protection racket that they weren't going to pay, and they were like, right. and then the, the gangsters burnt it down, and all of the everyone in comedy was just like, it was one of us. <laughs> it will have been someone who played one of the gongs, and we're not going to grass each other in. Just <laughs> someone did an arson, and they've done properly. Well done. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, in case anyone from Birmingham Police is listening, it wasn't me. Yes. Why are you nodding? Why are you saying it's you? Anyway, your your questions. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I've got a few that. Right. Oh, first of all, what are you drinking? I am drinking decaf tea. Ah. Any particular brand or just uh, whatever you find? Yes. What is my particular brand so my brand of choice is not written on the side of the thing and i've got rid of the original packaging i think it was i think it was tetley oh nice Can't be sure. yeah classic mm. yeah. i've got some tea bags a friend of mine sponsored a show that i did called free tea and biscuits and she because we did it up in the fringe done it a few years in a row and it's basically quite good for an early afternoon like just go do you want to come and see some comedy and have a free cup of tea and a biscuit and like you'll just get people going oh yeah okay yeah that's so great. i've got a load of virtual tea bags that i've still got because we got given about four thousand of them and i was oh, like wow. i'm having these keep them nice. so they're my ones that have got real caffeine because i can't have it anymore 
I am too much of an ADHD insomniac to yeah. have caffeine anymore. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, cause I'd, I'd like to point out to the listeners that I did send Paul some tea. Yes. But uh, I'm it, to, it hasn't arrived yet. Excited to get it when <laughs> yeah. it eventually comes. <laughs> yeah, there's a few nice ones in there. Oh, excellent. There's a, and a few shit ones. No. <laughs> they're all, <laughs> oh, there's all, there always is. Like, I've been doing in lockdown a few of these, you know, the beer order type things where they're like, Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll pick you, a, we'll hand pick you a crate. And you're like, Honestly, you can just send me eight different IPAs. I don't mind. And they're like, no, but I've got a smoked porter that really, yeah. I think, well, I mean, I'm going to drink it eventually, but it won't be my first choice. And I probably won't like it. <laughs> just you can send yeah. it. And I think now that now they are doing just sort of like, it's eight craft beers, but they're all very similar. <laughs> like we <Yeah. laughs> we know what you like. They're all, yeah. they're all four to 6% and they are pretty similar so knock yourself out <laughs> have a variety pack with very little variety you're like thank you yeah <laughs> nice like a comedy night with six white straight men <laughs> yeah that's um but like having run gigs myself and you were like yeah i'm gonna have a show every time there's women and people of color and all the people from the lbgq community there's gonna be one of each i know all the shows and you will just get people in the audience who are women and uh, black people they just go yeah we really like the white straight man <laughs> like yeah 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 okay well good like i'm glad but <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad like so sometimes you can be programming gigs for your own purposes trying to be woke as fuck and the audience aren't particularly asking for that Some, yeah sometimes they don't like they don't notice that they're all straight white men yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird Odd. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Is I like because I, I did a gig. Where was it? Somewhere in Manchester, and I I'd got a friend of mine booked on it so that we could share the ride up there. And I asked about getting another friend on, and he said, "Oh, we can't have too many people from Essex because everyone's going to think like it's an Essex-based show or something." <laughs> and we got there, and like my style and his style were so completely oh, different. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, we probably could have, we probably could have had someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's not. We're not. It's not. It's an Essex takeover. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even in South End, you are. Yeah. Is that where Rich Wilson is? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you were, if you had you and Rich Wilson on, I can't imagine that you could have much more variety even within no. the straight white men who live in South End Essex. You know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Exactly. Like, there's, a, there's still quite a variety there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Terry Alderton's from down the road, so exactly. that's another... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, that is like three points on a very different triangle, that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I can't remember how we got onto that, but good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> These are always the things that I find when I had a, a podcast would really annoy me is because I would be editing it. It was me and my mate, and we'd just have a chat every couple of weeks. And yeah. we'd say things like, I'll just pick that up again in a second. Or, yeah, how did we get onto this? And it would always turn out, the way we got onto it was a really boring way. And the things that we said we'd yeah. pick up, we didn't. And you'd have to cut all of it out. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> yeah. well, that is very frustrating. Like, Can you stick to our fucking subject, please? <laughs> When my cat ran in earlier and uh, you you were saying something, you were telling me about something, and then my cat ran in and started making a load of noise. I don't know what it was. I'll edit it back and I'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it didn't. But yeah, for the sake of that, making sense. For oh, the, for the yeah. listener, we did finish that story. Like, oh, yeah. Otherwise, they are going to be fuming. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, I'm going to leave this bit in so that they can hear that and go, oh, oh okay. but he did say, he yeah. did say. Yeah. 
Cool. So, uh, do you uh, do you dunk a biscuit? You a biscuit dunker? Uh, yes, yes, I am. What's your biscuit Big choice? Fan of a hobnob, especially a chocolate hobnob, but I will allow yeah. a normal hobnob. I would say that is the answer nine times out of ten. I've decided as a like I don't particularly watch what I eat, but I am aware that if I eat things, I might as well enjoy them. So, like, if I'm having biscuits, I'll have good biscuits. I don't. Yeah. I just don't think a rich tea. Or a digestive is worth the calories when I could just like yeah. ah yeah you could I could eat four digestive biscuits or I could have a biscuit I like so yeah I could have one of those you know like they're in Aldi and they're called like all butter cookie like yeah f- finest range but they're still about eighty p and they're great just have a yeah. I'll have one of those instead and be like ah oh, yeah. much much I feel much better with myself for doing that. It's like I've, I've always start... been a fan of saying, do things in moderation, but if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, have you eaten Tony's Choco Lonely? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the other one I'm like that for, where I'm like, if I'm only going to eat a bar of chocolate every so often, yeah, that's I'm willing one. to pay a little bit more. It's quite a lot more, actually. It's quite expensive, Tony's Choco Lonely. Yeah, but I will, is, yeah. like, I could demolish a bar of that in the, whereas, you know, something like, Cadbury's, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll take a couple of these. Yeah. yeah, but like, I'd much rather eat good chocolate less often. Yeah. And Plus the uh, the nice thing about Tony's Chocolate Only is it is all ethically made. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which a, is very nice. There's a thing on the back of it where it's like, you know, when you hear things and you're just like, you shouldn't have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of like, Tony's Chocolate Only, we believe that all chocolate should be slavery free. And you're like, Yes! How is that? <laughs> yeah. like, <that's... laughs> Didn't realise it was up for contention. Because it, yeah, but it's like, we believe that no chocolate bar should have a big shit running through it. And you're like, well, that just raises <laughs> yeah. questions that who's not believing in that? Yeah. We believe chocolate bars shouldn't contain razor blades. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, well, now you've just got me worried about other chocolate bars and razor yeah. blades. That's... Yeah. Also, like, we believe as if that's just, yeah. We believe. It's just our weird little... Yeah. It's a weird little quirk we've got. Right. I've, I've got a couple more questions yes, that please. are... We're going away from tea-based questions now. And I'm going to start off with a question that a previous conversation led me to want to ask. Sure. And that is, if you had to, for a competition, dance with an animal, what animal would it be? Is this for the most fun that I'd have or to look the best? Absolutely up to you, and uh, give me your reasons. <laughs> which, uh, which would it be, fun yeah. or professionalism? So I think I think a baby goat is very cute. Oh yeah, and they got great um, balance. But yeah, oh actually yeah they do because I was going to say it's going to be quite difficult to coordinate. But yeah, that would be quite good. And then yeah, because because then you're just riffing off what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas if I've got to lead, probably like a sloth, <laughs> and then you can just do a big waltz. <laughs> just yeah, sure. Yeah, you've got you've just yeah you. you because <laughs> I'm not a natural dancer, so I don't know the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, probably, uh, probably just baby goats and go wild, just yeah. run around with them. A little, a little and... kid. Wee! He's <laughs> <laughs> got jokes. This comedy podcast. <laughs> right, and uh, as a, as an alternative sort of secondary question, following the same subject, yeah. if you had to do an activity with a dog. Uh, yeah. In a similar way, what activity would you do uh, if it's for TV? Say, well, I'm trying to think of the things that I like doing that I would quite like to do. Yeah, uh, that, that you know that I'm reasonably good at. 
tell you what I'd quite like to do with a dog is do art at the same time. So yeah, uh, that's nice. I don't know exactly because, uh, but you, maybe something like if they're pausing paint and they run yeah. around on a canvas and then I draw yeah. around it or sticks. Oh, I was thinking maybe dip dip their tail in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're so pour, get their paws like big paintbrush on the the tail so it shakes out in like cool, interesting ways. Maybe something yeah. to the front. I mean, that'd be quite a cool one you could do with. I went to a place where it was light-based art. So they had a camera oh. and a projector, and then you get, they gave you certain things so you could like that picked up on the camera, and then played it behind you. So you could. Right. They were like, right, well, you make some shapes in the air, and it'll pick up and throw it behind you on the thing. Um, that'd be quite a cool one to do with a dog. Is just sort of yeah. like if you could go right, okay, we're gonna track his tail wagging pattern yeah, and yeah. it'll create the background and then wherever his footprints go that creates like sunspots or whatever or like lens flares or whatever that'd be quite cool yeah oh that would be cool that actually is not a bad way if i can get all the equipment to blag pet owners out of money um, <laughs> just if you can work out a way to do that just go right each of his footprints does something and his tail does something and his does something yeah and then you just run around both of you together and then we'll sort of superimpose you over the top of the background that you created. <laughs> yeah. My, one of my mates, Phil Padgett, who's a comedian, calls me Bilko because every so often I will come out with a get-rich-quick scheme that is absolutely <laughs> fundamentally flawed. So I'll just be like, guys, I'm thinking about doing this. Who would be able to help me? And he'll just go, ah, Bilko's up to it again. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Nice. But yeah. I reckon that if I now well, I'll price out how much that technology is because I reckon that now well, honestly yeah. if you want to make good money doing not a great deal flashy stupid things for pets I'm listening is the way to do it yeah, yeah it's like great. because people are just like why would I want a crystal encrusted dog bowl because your dog will be slightly happier and they're yeah. like okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah I think I'd want to play golf with a dog. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. 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 I'd make it a team sport as well. Obviously, he's not. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like, yeah. you hit it as hard as possible, and then he goes and fetches and puts it in the rest of the hole. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Bad idea. Nice. Put that on TV. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. You're, you're slightly older than me. Not a lot, but a little bit. Do you drink tea to cool you down? No, it's nonsense. It is nonsense. Absolutely. Yeah, Good. It's scientifically unvalid. Yeah. Drink tea and it will make you sweat. And that's what sweating cools you down. But you can't be like, oh, I'm raising my internal core temperature. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's bollocks. The other one is it's too cold to snow, scientifically unvalid. Yeah. It is never too cold to snow. It can be too dry to snow. And that dry weather can happen when it is colder, which is a, it's a false equivalency. So. Uh-huh. Not correlated. Nice. That's a, that's a yep. good bit of a bit of knowledge, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's occasional bits where I've read a thing and then got angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of my um, yeah. It, a lot of my knowledge is where I is trying to is trying to argue with someone. To be yeah. But uh, being a, a factually correct pedant. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm on board. <laughs> what insect freaks you out the most, and is it because it's got so many legs? It's mosquitoes, uh-huh. and it's because they've got uh, horrible diseases in them. 
and yes. uh, they bite you and i've had bad reactions to mosquitoes where like instead of it just being like a little bit of a bite it's swelled up properly yeah well and actually the like, swelling's good horrible. the swelling's yeah the swelling's a good thing because this is this came from me doing a bit of reading. And this is one of those things that I read a long time ago, and I'm sure someone will get in touch and say that's not true. But I read somewhere that all mosquitoes carry malaria. But the reason that you have to have jabs in other countries is because they're different sort of variations of mosquitoes. And if you're being bitten by a mosquito over here, you should let it bite you the whole way because they, in countries where you don't have to have the jabs, those mosquitoes also have the antidote to malaria. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you stop them from biting oh, you halfway I through. Didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be like, because they push a bit of blood in and then suck it back out oh. and that's how you get malaria. Yeah, it could or be. Or something. Oh, which is uh, someone told me that you shouldn't swap them while they're halfway on because but yeah maybe it's that well there's yeah, certainly the uh, I've certainly had experiences only the, uh, only the females that will bite you male mosquitoes because yes, they're doing it to feed their young yeah, yeah. Um, that's another I've got two mosquito facts and uh... <laughs> lovely that's, that's good questions oh thank you very much they are on a page yeah I've got some <laughs> other ones that sort of they, they come in and out of, of, of regular questioning but that is, I yeah. like, I like the uh, dance with an animal one. I think I might make that a regular question. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice. It's always nice when you're uh, able to help the. I mean, that'll be the really funny thing is in a hundred years' time on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> the, uh, Inspired the question. Whatever the future thing is, is just go. Uh, yeah, he was a comedian. We think artist, probably possibly said it. Said he had some books out, but like <laughs> uh, he's most known for adding the uh, "What animal would you dance with?" question to Cy Davis's comedians' tea party, uh, and, with the, <laughs> and then obviously there'd be like loads of click throughs for that. And we're like, wow, how did they make that go? Like, not only a TV show and a movie, but how did they turn it into just being injected into people's eyes? <laughs> yeah. And and how did Sardis get that non-sequential sitcom made? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the beginning. Yeah. Speaking of your books, by the way, before we wrap up, let's tell me because yeah. that's why you're here, isn't it? No, because <laughs> <laughs> I love love having chats with my mates. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be because I've done a bunch of podcasts recently, and the because I sell all of my own books from my own website, I can tell where people have come from. Yeah. And <laughs> like, because usually there's a spike the day after. Oh, okay. So uh, if there's like any interest, and certain ones you just like, cool. I had a chat with my mates about cricket for two hours. Judging from that, <laughs> no, yeah. there wasn't, no one bought, bought comic books off the back of that. Uh, so yeah, it's a book of uh, comic strips I've drawn. It's called But Doctor. I am a collection of comic strips by Paul Savage, and it is 113, I think, of them, or 111. Uh, nice. all in a nice little package and uh, you can get that for 10 quid off my website which is savagecomic.com and uh, really annoyingly I got my website you know the website diagnostic things yeah I got one from my comedy website that was like you had 50 clicks on your page buy my book which is the one that goes to my old website uh, my uh, old book and doesn't connect through to anything and I'm really annoyed with myself because I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, balls. So that's what I'm doing this weekend is I'm going to be making sure those two websites connect up. Yeah. Because money in the bin. Yeah. Uh, but yep, yeah, if you want your comic, because it's got a nice big front page where I doodle in it, I'll sign it and personalise it for you if you fancy. Oh, there you go. Very nice. 
cool. very cool. And my phone is just about to run out of battery. Oh, cool. Well, and I need the toilet, so that is good timing. That is how most of my podcasts end, actually. So I need to poo now. I've got to go. (laughs) Well, I'll speak to you soon, mate. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's great to see you, man. And I'll I'll speak to you soon. Good Uh, luck with everything. Cheers, man. Cheers, mate. Bye. So that was Paul Savage. A lovely conversation indeed. You can find him on social media at just... I can't... don't know how to find the links on, on your phone. But look up Paul Savage on facebook he's on there he's also on instagram and twitter as at comedy savage on twitter and savage comics underscore on instagram so go and see what it's all about go and see what his book's about and then go and buy his book from his website paulsavagecomedy.com obviously go and buy his book but also if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to donate to help me keep it running and you know and just help me out and just show some appreciation for how much you enjoy it, then send me some money at ko-fi.com forward slash Sideves. That is S-I-D-E-A-V-E-S, Sideves. It's written in the podcast title, so let's go and look at that. Kofi is K-O-F-I. It's all on my social media. Go and find it. Hopefully Paul's website works by now and you can actually go and buy his book, but if not, just you you know search for it. He's... He's told you what it's called. Go and look it up. You can find it. You can live. I, I believe in you. You are smart people. So thanks so much for listening. I've already got another couple of episodes recorded. Tried to record one today with someone who did quite well on Britain's Got Talent. And his Wi-Fi just fell apart at the seams. So that didn't happen. But I will get him on soon. I've got another couple of really cool, really exciting episodes coming up. So... Keep an ear out for those, and in the meantime, drink some tea and tell each other you love them. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye.